Hi, welcome to the first bill. Q Wynn here, Director of Content Development at APHA in the Education Department. In this fifth episode for this month, I'll be hitting on five key things pharmacists should know about xylazine. So first, what is it? It is a non-opioid sedative, anesthetic, and muscle relaxant for veterinary use, typically in horses, but it is not FDA approved for use in humans. However, it has been increasingly found in the illegal drug supply in the United States and has been linked to overdose deaths. In 2021, 91% of samples of heroin or fentanyl from Philadelphia also contained xylazine, making it the most common adulterant in the local drug supply. Illicitly manufactured fentanyl was also present in 98.4% of overdose deaths involving xylazine. This gives us insight into how extensively it has infiltrated the illicit drug scene. So secondly, why is it dangerous or different from other illicit drugs? The central nervous system depressant can cause amnesia, sedation, and slow breathing, heart rate, and blood pressure at dangerously low levels. And at very high doses or when in combination with other CNS depressants, xylazine can cause loss of consciousness, and intensification of the effects of other drugs, which can complicate overdose presentation and treatments, and it can also cause death. It is most often injected, but can be taken orally or intranasally, so snorted. And interestingly, xylazine is not a controlled substance. However, there may be state-specific controls that are in place. So in March of this year, legislation was introduced to the House and Senate to propose it to be a Schedule Three drug. Aside from being life-threatening in and of itself, there is no reversal agent for xylazine in humans. People can and do become physically dependent on it, with withdrawal symptoms being generally more severe than opioid withdrawal, starting about 24 hours after the last dose and lasting for about two to four weeks. Now, repeated xylazine use, whether intentional or not, is also associated with skin ulcers, abscesses, and possible skin necrosis unrelated to the injection sites. We still aren't sure why this occurs, but the wounds can be extremely extensive. I was shocked at some of the stories and healing journeys that I saw. And though xylazine may be added to extend the effects of fentanyl, not everybody who uses fentanyl is intentionally seeking out xylazine. In many cases, people aren't even aware that xylazine is in the drugs they're buying or using. So our third point, if patients don't know whether their product is mixed with xylazine, can they test for it beforehand? Well, the test strips have been developed and supply is limited and costly. We also don't yet know how accurate it is. For some brands, there may also be false positives when lidocaine, promethazine, ketamine, or methamphetamine are also present. On to point four, how are overdoses managed? So an overdose involving xylazine may present similarly to a regular opioid overdose. Naloxone should be given to any situation when there is a suspected drug overdose. But also administration is appropriate since xylazine and fentanyl are so often found together. Now after receiving naloxone, the person might breathe normally but still be sedated from xylazine. So lastly, as a healthcare provider, how can we step in? What's our role? We definitely have the opportunity to counsel about overdoses, prevention, and steps to take. Again, call 911, give naloxone, give rescue breaths. One breath every five seconds. 
encourage people who use illegal drugs, the partners and family members to carry and learn how to use naloxone. And though it may be difficult to get this into a heavy conversation, such as overdoses, it's not unreasonable to advise patients to assume that any drug or pill not obtained directly from the pharmacy could contain fentanyl or xylazine or both. And this includes illicit drugs like cocaine, heroin, meth, as well as counterfeit prescription medications like oxycodone, amphetamines, and benzodiazepines. So here we can educate patients on wound care and awareness as well, harm reduction strategies, and refer those at risk for overdose to care programs and appropriate services. While being sensitive to each situation, opportunities to have these discussions can occur in private when counseling about naloxone in general, when an individual obtains clean needles and syringes, or simply when the question arises. The growing presence of xylazine in the illegal drug supply poses a serious public health concern and requires coordinated efforts to address its impact on overdose deaths. If you are interested in this topic, definitely browse our pain management certificate training program. It offers 20 hours of CE, of comprehensive training on pain, pain management, and substance use disorder. Also look into attending the APHA Institute on Substance Use Disorder held annually in Utah. Don't forget to log into pharmacist.com to get your half hour of CE. Thanks for listening.